Welcome to Dental Bites. I'm Natasha Gillis, your smiling lawyer, and I'm Malika Azardun, your dental zero. In our last podcast, Malika shared some solid tips on how to reopen your doors as we plan economic recovery from COVID-19. During this quarantine, we saw a lot of offices try to implement video as part of their engagement and marketing plans. The overarching question that we often circle around to is, do these YouTube, Facebook, TikTok videos actually work? And how do you effectively incorporate video into your marketing plan? So we decided to invite a marketing specialist, Kat Azima, the chief marketing officer and owner of Dentio Marketing Group. Kat boasts an excellent and diverse marketing resume. She has almost 20 years of brand building experience. She began her career working for Johnson & Johnson in a variety of roles, including corporate communications, public relations, and brand management. She helped manage very many well-known customer brands, including dental brands like Reach and Act. Kat also worked as a brand manager for Avon Products in New York City and for Lansano, a woman's health company based out of Alexandria, Virginia. In 2011, Kat founded Dentio Marketing Group, a boutique dental-focused digital marketing website and branding agency based out of Reston, Virginia. Kat has worked with a variety of different dental practices over the years and has helped dentists and dental practices grow through creative, effective, and profitable marketing strategies. Thank you, Kat, for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Kat, you know, it's funny. We have a mutual client. Um, we'll call him Dr. A, and I know I, I mentioned it to you the other day. It's amazing how after he acquired a practice, I noticed that their Facebook page was really engaging with amazing photos, amazing amazing content, and then come to find out you're the brains behind that. <laughs> it's a small world, isn't it? I mean, you do some amazing work for your clients. So thank you for joining us and engaging us in these conversations that are going to help a lot of these practices with their video content. Absolutely. Thank you so much again for having me. So let's talk about the importance of video. I know Malika and I were suggesting in the last few podcasts that dentists use this time, specifically this the coronavirus COVID-19 situation, to implement creative marketing strategies, including video. So talk to me a little bit. Are th- is there a right way and a wrong way to use video? And maybe the best way to pitch this is, instead of right and wrong, is there an effective versus ineffective way to use video, whether entirely in, in terms of marketing or specific to COVID-19? Sure. So when I work with my dental clients, I always encourage them to think strategically versus tactically. You know, there's so many tactical things we can be doing, so it's important that we connect the tactics to the overarching strategy. And a strategy is really asking yourself what you're trying to accomplish, what are your goals. And once you identify that, you can develop tactics to support your strategy and achieve your goals. Because let's face it, you know, we most people are very creative and can come up with so many great ideas. But it's important to just connect those to the to the bigger picture. So, you know, for me, COVID nineteen, um, this pandemic is such a unique and unprecedented time for 
not only ourselves, but the entire world. And, um, you know, I was thinking about it and I was thinking what is so evident is how there was very little strategic planning for a possible pandemic. So bottom line, if we think strategically from the outset, we can plan so much better and that planning will translate to better execution, whether it's, you know, planning for a pandemic or planning for your, you know, content strategy, video content strategy for your for your dental practice. So when COVID-19 hit um, and dental practices were mandated to close, I noticed a lot of panic began to ensue. And immediately my uh, clients were asking me to cut their marketing budgets to save money, mm-hmm. which is totally understandable. But at the same time, when we have to stay at home um, and we have the stay at home order, the result is Uh, your patients are more likely to be consuming more media and more content. So you have this unique opportunity to reach your patients who are hungry for information and content. And, you know, what's important, though, is you don't want to exploit the pandemic to sell your services. Mm -hmm. That's completely the wrong thing to do. But it's an opportunity, I think, to highlight your compassion. And, you know, dentists are a pillar of our local community. Um, and you can just continue that conversation with your patients and let them know what they need to do in a dental emergency, make them feel uh, at ease, um, allay their worries, continue to provide them with, you know, educational dental content. You really don't want to abandon your patients. And I feel like a lot of practices did that in order to essentially save money in, a, in an uncertain time. Mm, that's interesting. And, you know, you brought up a really good point when we spoke last week in preparation of you joining us. And again, folks, I'm so sorry for any recording issues. We're adhering to social distancing right now. So we've got everybody on calls, but um, you brought up a great point with the fact that sometimes these issues are posed and it's not supposed to be considered in a vacuum format, but it's really multifaceted. So when you're considering using video and the importance of video, you have to also consider, for instance, the legal aspect and even the consulting aspect. So I'll chime in and say, you know, from a legal perspective, it's really important to make sure that before you start taping these videos, have your consent and waiver forms drafted up. They don't have to be complicated, but Offer that up to your team, whoever's going to be on the video, and make sure that they understand that they are consenting to having their faces and essentially their voices taped, and make sure that they're that you are waiving liability in terms of how these videos may end up in the universe, so to speak. So aside that's my kind of two cents, but let's pivot and keep the conversation flowing back towards the spirit of using video in growing your practice. Malika, do you have any thoughts from a consulting perspective on the the benefit of using video? Absolutely. I, um, I say this all the time on the consulting front to my clients. I'm like, get involved, get your team involved in this. Um, some you know clients don't want to be on camera, don't are not comfortable using social media, but this is a great way to get your team to, you know, contribute and they have great ideas because they're always on social media and they're able to work with you or your marketing company to kind of put these videos together and, you know, share them with their patients. And they even are, some of them live in that area and see what other marketing tactics or tools are being used. So having them get involved in this part, so, so important. 
Yeah, that's a good point. So, uh, Kat, you know, something that Malika and I were talking about is the use of videos and how this is more of a, a millennial thing and how dentists who perhaps are coming from a more traditional platform or maybe an older generation are a little bit concerned with using video and, and the thought processes, they don't want to deprofessionalize, so to speak, their practices. So let's, I guess, break this down into two pieces and talk about the filming medium. Um, we've seen a lot of people who use professional videos and some who even use their iPhones or their Android phones to do kind of impromptu videos. Do you have any thoughts on the medium and coming across as professional or unprofessional? Absolutely. So video is just a wonderful media, medium and can be a great extension of your brand. But first, it's important that you kind of have a brand kind of brand personality. So that's number one. And I always recommend um, when I'm working with my clients that they develop their unique brand of dentistry. And that really normally comes from the personality of the leadership, really. Um, so the leadership in this case is the dentist and um, the dentist team. And so that personality translates to kind of the brand's home. Um, you know, there's certainly generational differences between the way each generation consumes media. So if you're a Gen uh, X, if you're, if you're millennial, if you're a boomer, you're definitely going to consume uh, media in different ways. Um, but not only generationally, um, it could just be your personality. So, um, you know, you could be a little bit more on the conservative side, a little bit more shy, and maybe you don't use TikTok or Instagram. Um, but you could be, you know, 80 years old and use it. So it's not a perfect science, but, but in general, the generations do differ in the way that they use it. And the level of professionalism is really up to you and the, the quality and the tone of the videos that you produce. So, uh, you know, in a world of, of smartphones, um, I think the quality of the smartphone video is comparable and in some instances even better than some of the professional equipment that's out there. Um, you know, I take video, I take, uh, I do photography as well, and I used to use my DSLR camera when I would take photos of, of teams and headshots and so on and so forth. And uh, pretty recently, I just started using my iPhone because um, the editing suite, the ability to kind of share those photos immediately or those videos immediately, I mean, it's just so much more powerful than going home, doing the edits, you know, uploading, downloading. Mm -hmm. So the iPhone, I think, um, or whatever smartphone you use um, can be very powerful. Um, but the key is that there's certain things that can be very distracting and make your video unprofessional. So lighting is very critical. Um, you don't need crazy lighting, professional lighting. You just need to, for example, if you're going to take a video, don't put the person right in front of the window and then shoot shoot the video with mm -hmm. them you know right in front of the video because it's going to be a dark video mm -hmm. um you want the sound to be pretty decent quality the worst thing you can do is have terrible sound and distract your audience mm -hmm. so you know small things like this i think are really really important 
Um, but, you know, these videos can live in perpetuity. People can screenshot, they can record your video. Um, so if you, if you send something out there in the universe that is unprofessional or, you know, could uh, potentially affect your reputation, um, you know, that's, that's something to be wary of. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. So, Kat, let me ask you this. Um just so let's move away a little bit from the medium and talk a little bit about content. So we've seen videos where they're perhaps professionally done or they seem to be professionally done and they'll do like mini skits. And then we'll see another video, for example, from another team where this office does a lot of dancing. So they'll showcase the specific dentist dancing. Um, they're both very creative, and I know my my favorite is more of the mini skits. So there was one, for example, where this dentist uh, did three mini skits, three different videos, sh- really focusing on the theme of what this doctor is doing during COVID-19. So there was one video where she's watching Tiger King, which is the new thing right now on Netflix. She's blowing balloons in her gloves. There was even another video where she did like a home alone theme where the office gets one phone call and everybody's so excited and they're running around like crazy putting PPP on. What is your take? Is there a right theme versus wrong theme? Do you think the the videos that showcase, for example, a dancing doctor can be more challenging than mini skits? What are your thoughts on that? I think it's all about, first of all, I love those, you know, I've watched them and I think they're hilarious and very entertaining. Um, but I think you have to start with a content strategy and developing, um, your content plan. I usually, um, kind of work with my clients to work up a 12 month content calendar. Um, and you really need to do some segmentation work. Um, and that's like a fancy marketing term, but you want to be able to segment by target audience and then segment your content. So I'll give you an example. When you're segmenting based on um, your target audience, so for Malika, who does, you know, um, operational consulting really inside of the office with the staff and the leadership, um, within that, you have um, clinical staff, but then you also have administrative staff. So the type of content you want to create is going to be based on your target audience. And when you do that segmentation, even within clinical staff, you have the dentist, then you have the dental assistant, you have the dental hygienist. So it goes on and on and on, and you can segment your heart's content. Um, But that's a really important step to take to develop really relevant and authentic content. And so on the patient side, um, you know, I'll give you an example. If you're trying to, if one of your goals is to sell more Invisalign or make yourself the thought leader or the person to go to for Invisalign and say you're not an orthodontist, you're a general dentist, um, you know, you want to create some content and segment that content between a millennial who's about to get married and maybe a senior who's always wanted to, to have a smile uh, makeover or transformation. The type of content you're going to distribute to these people are going to be different because of just who they are. So segmentation, building a content strategy and thinking, okay, I want to have some entertaining content. I want to have some educational content. I want to have, you know, some personal content. 
um, is really dependent also on your brand personality. So like the dancing doctor, for example, um, he's wonderful. I mean, that is so on brand for him because it was done so authentically. He is obviously a very handsome man. He's a you know phenomenal dancer. And the joy of, you know, you can tell he's full of joy when he's dancing. So it's completely authentic. And I'm all about that. If you have a hobby like dancing, showcase it because that's that's what makes you unique and different Mm -hmm. and i think a lot of people are just so scared to really put themselves out there but every human is unique every human has some sort of talent even though they think they don't or a hobby i have a dentist that you know loves playing soccer i have a a dentist that's like a phenomenal artist so it's really important to find out what those things are and then help help them show at least that's what I do I help these people kind of showcase their unique brand of dentistry Mm -hmm. that's amazing Um, Malika what do you think about um, protocol did you want to chime in on that with yeah go ahead so yeah one of the things I wanted to actually ask Kat was that you know I have some myself I have clients that are honestly afraid of the camera they don't want to be in front of camera their staff their office managers always reach out to me they're like you know, you told us we should be more active on social media. We should start putting these protocols on social media, especially during this time of, you know, COVID-19. And, you know, he won't or she won't or she's too afraid. We don't have content. We don't know where to start. Do you have any recommendations of things that, you know, a dentist can consider when developing video story content that, you know, could have a guidance to them? Yeah, I mean, in in times of COVID, for example, I would say, again, it goes back to being a compassionate dentist. So it's like, do you want to be a compassionate dentist or you want to be a dentist that is, you know, just trying to make money? And I think for the most part in our industry, it's, you know, we're full of compassionate dentists, but we just need to help guide them to show them, you know, how to translate that onto these mediums or these media. So, you know, for me, in a time of COVID, uh, you could be doing videos, um, you know, what is PPE? Okay, that that's like, you know, this acronym that's going around. You could easily explain um, to your audience and to your patient base what that is. You can you know, put the clothes on, you can put the equipment on. Um, you know, stuff like that, I think, is fantastic. Um, I saw a video um, the other day on Facebook of a nurse um, kind of doing a hack with um, the kind of the standard mask and how to make it into um, uh, is it the what is the the mask P ninety five K ninety yeah N ninety five versus the K ninety five sorry I'm thinking of the exercise workout <laughs> um, so so yeah it's like she did a really fantastic hack of how to how to turn this regular mask into something really effective and. That's so wonderful. And, um, you know, also just the dentists could be saying, hey, guys, you know, this is an unprecedented time we're in. And um, it's a kind of unfortunate time with social distancing. We can't see one another. I, you know, I'm limited to, you know, how I can treat my patients at this time. But just know that I'm thinking of you. I'm thinking of your family. If you have a dental emergency, mm-hmm. you know, please call me. I'm here for you. Um, I'm, I'm not going to abandon you. Dental pain is the worst, and I get it. Um, but you know, I've had clients that are that have said, "I don't want to see 
any emergency patient because mm-hmm. I'm worried about my family. Right. And I think that is really wrong. And but that's they can do that legally. They can do that. That's you know up to their discretion. But I just think it's the wrong approach, and that will have you know massive effects down the road. You can have a patient that has a dental emergency, couldn't get in. And then suddenly you see a very nasty review on your Google My Business page and what, you know? That's true. So last question, and uh, Kat and Malika, we want to keep our bites short, so I don't mean to rush you. Um, One thing that I wanted to bring out, because Malika and I were talking about um, education right now, and Kat, what are your thought processes on having doctors, and we're going to use Malika's favorite word, pivot, right? We're going to pivot video (laughs) into um, a teaching tool. What are your thoughts in using video, videoing? So you you brought up a good point, showing what PPE is, but maybe showing patients to, here's what to expect when you book your appointment and walk in, and here's what's expected of you, and do what Malika recommended, a mock, like a walkthrough. Do you think that's effective? And if you think that's a good idea, do you recommend that be posted on social media or otherwise broadcasted through something more private, like a MailChimp or Constant Contact? Yeah, absolutely. I'm always, I'm always down for uh, practices to shoot as much video as they want to. Um, but again, if it, if if you're planning for this, if you've kind of created this content strategy, then you're thinking about different types of videos. So you, you start putting that into your your content plan, um, into your calendar, and everything becomes more. Those thoughts and those themes become more organized. And I think, um, you know, at the end of the day, um, we shouldn't be scared of social media and um, what type of content. We don't want to get too hung up on that because if a patient walks into your office and has a question, you're going to answer it. Um, So why not just answer that on this other medium, Mm -hmm. you know, which is Instagram and video, Um, as long as it's appropriate and respectful and, you know, educational, you know, why not? Um, I just think that the more information, the better. And, you know, try to do these things in a, in a professional way. Um, and if you want to make it entertaining, if that's your brand personality, make it fun and entertaining. If you're more on the serious side, keep it serious. Mm-hmm. Um, just be true to, to your brand and who you are. Wonderful. So guys, I'm going to conclude with our top three takeaways. Uh, Thanks to Kat's expertise and Malika's expertise. You are absolutely encouraged to go ahead and use video. So Nike, just do it. That's your first dental bite for today. When in doubt, just go for it. But before you do that, Dental bite number two, develop your unique brand of dentistry. So make sure to figure out what is your brand's tone? What's the voice? Who's your target audience? Have video content strategy. Dental bite three, definitely use video for leadership. Remember, video can be used in multiple ways, not just to market creatively and be cute, but also to pivot, as Malika always likes to say, and to teach. So teach your patients what to expect when they next walk in and talk with your staff and teach your staff um, accordingly as well. So in closing, thank you so much, Kat, for all the great information you gave us today. 
If you My would, <laughs> if you would like to contact Cat uh, or to learn more about Dentio Marketing Group, please, please shoot her an email, Cat at DentioMG.com, K-A-T at D-E-N-T-E-O-M-G.com, or visit her website at DentioMarketingGroup.com. Until next time. Natasha Gillis, your smiling lawyer, and Malika, your dental Zorro, signing off. Thanks again, Kat.